You're listening to the Ambitious Mama Podcast, and I'm your host, Krista Rialba. Hey mamas, Krista Rialba here, and guess what? We are wrapping up this season. We are wrapping up season four, and what a way to climax, if you will, then our next guest who is all about, you know, pleasure and just empowering women to embrace themselves, their sexuality, their quirks, their flaws, and really love themselves deeply, loudly, fully. And this conversation is one that I was just like, oh my gosh, it's really raw. It's real. And I'm so happy and proud to deliver it to you. My favorite part, I have to say, is at the end and where Lindsay teaches us how not to be a shady bitch. (laughs) So definitely had to turn on the explicit switch for this one, Uh, but don't worry, it's not too crazy. But without further ado, please tune in, get cozy, and learn from my friend, Lindsay Amla. Here we go. We are starting this podcast. One thing's for sure is I'm definitely going to have to flip the explicit switch on the setting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here with my friend, Lindsay Amla, and I was just laughing because like I have so many things, so many places I want to go with you, but I, I'm not even going to dare. I didn't even dare try to outline it because I'm like, in terms of being like real and raw and just like seeing where it goes, if there's anyone I need to do that with, it's you. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Right? I, I, yeah, I, I feel that. I, I, it's funny because I feel especially, I mean, if we sum up my life in the last eight to 10 years, like the amount of things that I've done and the evolution of my life over the last few years, I'm like, how do you, how do you encompass all of that or talk about all of it? Even though it all has like a pretty, pretty specific direction or like underlying tone, there's still, it's a whole lot of, whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of bag of tricks. So much. Oh my gosh. Okay. So can you, I also don't want to try to introduce you because I don't want to misrepresent it in any way because at the same time, this interview is really about me diving deep to understand more about what you really represent. Mm. So can you introduce yourself? And I, I know that you have the awesome podcast, but how would you introduce yourself right now to people that are just oh. meeting you for the first time? Put me on the spot, will you? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my, it's, again, this has been my, my struggle for the last couple of years, like figuring out how to introduce myself in the right way. And I find it often will shift a little bit based on the setting that I'm in or what it is that I'm doing, whether it's speaking somewhere or meeting somebody in a networking thing or meeting a friend or being on a podcast, it it shifts. But if I was to introduce myself for this... Uh, my name is Lindsay Umla, and I am a real badass bitch who likes to uh, 
throw a few F-bombs here and there. But most importantly, I am here for the women who are done with the old narratives, who are ready to claim their pleasure, their power, their passion, and really fall madly and deeply in love with themselves so that they can show up and do the big, amazing things that they want to do in their lives and uh, grab life by the pussy because that's super important. Yeah. Amazing. So good. See that. Oh, there's so many, so many things. There's also so many levels of evolution that I'm hoping to explore with you because you've been talking self-care for a while. You've been talking authenticity for a while, but it's definitely like, if there's like a evolution of like a master class, like you are much further on that road of authenticity of total embodiment of oneself of like don't give an f just like just really whatever it means for you can we go back in a little uh, time machine here and, um let's just circle back to our beginnings okay so you and i met through you sauna yep many years ago i want to say it's at least eight years, if not maybe moving to nine years. Okay. I want to say this is, I am, I am one of those people that is really bad at uh, having a solid understanding of time that has passed. I feel, I like to, I like to say, oh, I'm just so concerned with the present moment. This <laughs> might be a little bit of bullshit, but we'll go with that. <laughs> but it was at least, at least eight years. It's gotta be. Okay. So I did let, let's go to that convention in Salt Lake City because there's so many memories from that that yeah. out for me because I know that that was a bit of a a shift for you of a, an awakening but before we go into that there's just something that you, your your voice is always in my head when it's like Krista just let your hair dry naturally you don't need a blowout and I'm like no Lindsay I didn't need Like, I, I want to talk about this. It seems like just like something silly, but so hundred percent, I need a blowout in order to feel together. That is my thing. Okay. Yep. So of course, in this COVID time, freaking places are closed. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know a blow dryer. Okay. So. Oh my god. <laughs> and I blow dried my hair, as you can tell. But so. Okay, so I've, I've entertained this idea of yours for many, many years now. But I also know that in my true authentic self, in terms of my self-care, and you can challenge me on any of these things, mm -hmm. that I don't feel good unless my hair is smooth. Yep. So is that wrong? Do I need to embrace frizzy hair? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> so, okay. So there's, there's kind of two parts to this. This is my push is never necessarily for somebody to give up something that they love because there are all of us have these little rituals yes. that we do that help us kind of access our inner power in a different way. So whether it's putting on a bold lipstick, getting your hair done or wearing a specific outfit that lights you up. It's amazing. It's awesome. Where I challenge things is when you're holding on to that ritual as a vice. So if I can't exist in the world just fresh out of bed, 
the way that I am and feel good about myself or accept myself or look in the mirror and say, you know what? I might be a little rough around the edges, but I love me here and this is enough. Then we might have some work to do. So for example, for a really long time, I stopped wearing makeup completely because I recognized that it was a vice. It had turned from a ritual that I was using to kind of enliven myself or put a little sparkle on to something that I was no longer able to do just for fun. It was, I had to do it or I didn't feel like myself or I felt like I was getting attention for the wrong reasons or people were pointing out that I looked tired and gross and sick, et cetera, et cetera. And I made that connection because I recognized like I am allowing this thing that used to be a joy for me control me and it's keeping me in a box so can I let go of this and kind of neutralize myself again where I this this face of mine the skin of mine becomes something that is normal to me again that I'm used to seeing that I can love that I can appreciate so I gave myself that breathing room for I want to say six months to a couple of years where I didn't wear anything at all and then I started no makeup Mondays. It started with no makeup Mondays and then it moved into no makeup at all. Yeah. And now it's, I'm back to like putting on a bold lipstick or occasionally doing a full face here and there because it's fun and it's that creative outlet for me again, mm-hmm. but I no longer feel like I have to do it or like I'm less than if I don't do it. Got it. That's really helpful. That's mm. really, really helpful. I still um, made sure that I mastered blow drying my hair real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> uh, but know what? It was a bit of a confidence booster, to be honest, because like mm. my power was um, definitely in someone else's hands, literally. Yep. Right? So to be able to take that back and say, okay, I'm going to do this on my own, right? And that was, that was kind of cool. Um, mm. Okay. So the, the, we're going to, okay, we have so much to talk about. Oh my God. Okay. So if, okay, let's just go back to where you are now, where do you, so when I was mentioning that convention where I know that mm. kind of started moving for you, was that, like, did that speed things up in your evolution? Talk to me about that time. Mm. And then, well, how would you even identify that? Was that like a awakening? Was it a shift? Was it a... It was a, there was a, there's a lot of things that happened there. There, For me, it was a big kind of spiritual upgrade. And then it was also, um, maybe tell everyone what what happened. Cause I don't even know for sure. I just remember (laughs) in the hotel room and I'm just like, what happened to Lindsay? (laughs) Like this this bitch broke. What happened? (laughs) I remember like Diana, like she knows, but I don't, I I don't think I, Oh my God. I think it was wild. You had no shoes on. I lost my shoes. The <laughs> like energy field opened up and swallowed my shoes. They were gone forever. Like it's so funny because I still refer back to this time frequently, and it was definitely like a trajectory point. It for me, the best way that I understand it is it was an opportunity to give me a very very visceral understanding of what's accessible and what I can tap into, and then that kind of reinforcement of 
permission of letting go. So for a really long time, up until a few months before that, I was definitely living my life for everybody else for a really long time. I was heavily invested in what people thought about me in making sure that I was like refining myself so that I could appease others or that I could get some sort of gold star of approval. And a lot of that kind of started really early on being born in a family that was really conservative, conservative in a lot of ways. My dad was a minister growing up for most of my life and my mom was a teacher. And so this like very heavy weight on how you present yourself and in academics. And I was the middle child who was born a creative, who is like, fuck rules. Let's just play and imagine and do the things. But I was also very deeply connected to this um, energy that I've always had in this kind of inner guiding compass. And so for many, many years, I had this kind of voice in my head that would whisper for me to do things. And I wouldn't, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Not saying that. Not going to go against the grain because this is just, this is too much. I will be too much. And what will people think about me? And so when I said yes to um, going to nutrition school, first of all, that was kind of one of those pivoting points in my life. That was the first time that I had found something that felt truly authentically mine, like I was meant to do it. And then that led into joining USANA because it was the perfect fit for uh, my nutrition business at the time, Mm -hmm. which is funny. That's all I thought I would be doing is nutrition. (laughs) Ha ha. Look at me now. You are wearing um, earrings, though. Well, thank you. I know the very on brand for momgasm, eh? Like, <laughs> I found them. I was like, this is perfect. Um, so yeah, I I said yes to Usana, and I had been working my Usana business slash nutrition business, and also still working full time, and. I had kept feeling like I was being pulled in two completely different directions. Like I didn't have enough time and energy to work on the things that I was passionate about or fully expanded myself because I had one foot in this other world where I was showing up, putting on the white shirt and the pencil skirt and slinging coffee and just getting through. So when I decided to go to convention, I had told myself that convention is the point in which I go all in. Like that is the point where I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say, I don't give a shit what people think about me. And it's either going to work or I'm going to die. Not quite that extreme, but, but that was kind of my thought process. It was an all or nothing moment. And so what was really interesting is when I said yes to that voice finally, and I left the job security that I had, and went into this crazy event with tens of thousands of people, which the energy is just unreal when you have that many people in a collective space that are directing their focus and energy on the same thing. Like that's a lot to experience. And so I got there and I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot. This is great. This is exciting. I'm ready for this. And I made that commitment then and there. 
I'm just going to do whatever this voice tells me to do. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to show up. I'm going to say yes to absolutely everything and see where it takes me and just trust the process. And I had been reading Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie. Mm -hmm. And that was, again, so it was like this twofold catalyst of Mm -hmm. I'm going to go after the business that I want. I'm going to say yes to this intuition and this voice that I've had forever and just fuck it. Who cares what people think about me? Who cares what happens? Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) after a week of just saying yes and following whatever I felt like I needed to follow, I kept like running into people that I was thinking about that I was supposed to see. I kept seeing signs everywhere that were making me laugh. I lost my shoes because I had so much energy going through me that I really had this like visceral feeling of I need to have my feet on the earth so that stuff can move through me or I feel like I'm, it's going to collect in me and I'm just going to explode. And so I, uh, stuff happened. Um, And then I ended up having this like channeling experience where it was, it was almost like there was all of this stuff coming through me, but it was almost like I was off somewhere else. And I got this really interesting glimpse of what my life would feel like. Mm -hmm. And it, cause for me, I'm clairsentient. No. Yes. Give me a minute clairvoyant, clairsentient, claircognitive. Yeah. So I'm clairsentient. So that means, um, I feel, so I feel things versus actually seeing things. And so for me, it's kind of like, I got this quote unquote snapshot of my life, but it was very like the feeling of my life. And, and I had kids in this, in this thing, which at this time I didn't have kids yet. That was way off. And while I was having this, this, experience there was also all of this stuff that was coming through me that I was like all right I'm just gonna fucking ride this out and see what happens but it was one of those big kind of spiritual awakening moments where it's like I fucking looked different like I looked like a different person I seemed like a different person my voice changed changed octaves like it was wild and then I kept getting challenged by all of these different things which felt normally would have scared the piss out of me like Two years ago, I would been like, no, this is too much. This is unreal. No way am I going to go for this. It's nuts. And yeah, like some, some otherworldly things happened. It didn't stay like that forever. Like I got home and I rode the wave of what my husband would probably identify as crazy for a while. Um, where that connection was still really strong. I was still getting messages for people. I was still showing up in all of the places that I needed to be without having to think about it. Like it was an idea would pop in my head and then I'd be there. And yeah, it challenged my relationship with my partner. It challenged my relationship with how I was showing up for my friends. It challenged the relationship with how I was showing up in my business, but in all of the right ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, so you and Jeff have been together for a long time. So it's like, it's, I think it's similar to Mike and I. Mm. Um, you guys have evolved together. So at some point did he like, uh, for lack of a better word, like did he somehow like get on the train and be like, okay, she's evolving. Let's do this together. Like, what did that look like? Like funny enough. So when I came home from Salt Lake City, he almost left me. Like there was a point where he was like, you're fucked. This is, this is not who I married. I don't know who you are. Get, I'm done. I'm out. And there was this really, really intense moment where we had the choice to, he had the choice really to just 
accept and love me for where I was growing to choose to grow with me or to leave. And at that time he made the choice to just hold space for me while I grow. He was like, I'm not ready for any of this. I don't know what this is, but I love you. And I'm invested in continuing this relationship and I want to keep growing with you. So I'm just going to hold space and let you do what you need to do and like give you free reign while I'll kind of stay here. It took probably a full uh, eight years more. And now he's finally at the point where he's really invested in his own growth journey, which is really cool because that happened as um, the podcast was a catalyst for that, for him. For some reason, that was the thing where the light bulb went off for him and he was like, oh, okay, well, she's growing. Maybe I want to actually grow alongside of her because what's going to happen if she keeps growing and I'm still here forever? Mm. So your podcast, Mumgasm, mm. the, the aspect Dadgasm, is that an episode series or is that another podcast? <clears throat> it's, it is not currently a whole other podcast, though we have kind of flirted with the idea of, of setting the boys up and letting them do their thing. So my Mumgasm is a, is a podcast that I do with one of my good friends, Sarah Cresswell, and she's also a mom. She's got two kids and we're both kind of creatives and we're also... Similar viewpoints on a lot of things, but also very different people in a lot of ways. Where she's a Cancer, I'm an Aries, she's all water, I'm all fire. So it makes for very uh, interesting business partner slash uh, conversations that come out of that. And so Dadgasm, initially we were like, oh, this will be fun. Like, let's just do some episodes with our partners because I'm sure at this point for people that have been listening, they're interested in what our partners actually have to say about all of this. And so the fact that Jeff was willing as a super hardcore introvert to sit down and do a podcast recording with me, huge. So not only did he do it, but he was eager to do it. He was excited about it. And then he's asked to do it multiple times since, which is really cool. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Oh, I like this. Amazing. Okay. Okay, Linz, we got so much. Again, there's just, my brain's like, there's all these little paths that I want to take you. Right. Right. Let's actually just go back to, okay, so I want to, I think you and I collaborating for this is interesting because if we just look at it from the, the stance of our Instagram feeds, you and I are different. Ah, no. <laughs> and, and our niche, if so to speak, or our target market, right, would yeah. be maybe, maybe the same, maybe different, but at least from the aesthetics, it's yeah. very So. Yeah. I think that it's interesting how people react to your feed, you know, mm-hmm. your posts. And to be totally honest, my experience consuming your feed over, like seeing your evolution, it was a lot of, um, how would you say it? Voyager? No. When you're, when you're looking but not commenting, you know? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I was one of those, you know? And I'm, I'm happy to be more of an active participant. And it was just like, my, my, um, see it, there was never judgment. It was more curiosity, but it was also like, wow, good for you. And knowing 
that you were fiercely liberating people mm. at the same time as completely triggering the mass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just triggering the hell out of so many people. And the thing is, is that, but we, we all trigger people. Like the, the mm. thing, like we've had, I've had this conversation a lot lately because um, there's been something going on the sidelines in my life where I'm triggering someone and I don't know why. And it's mm. like, but it's not my, my job to figure it out. Yeah. Right? So I want to say like, when, I, I don't even know how to kind of put this into words because I think all women have a lot to learn from you, right? And, and I think it's really, it's a shame that any woman would even pass judgment. Mm. And that same woman could very well be using a hashtag like women supporting women, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of that, right? And I've been realizing that there's also people who, I don't know. I feel like it, like your feed and your podcast is an opportunity for people to stop, slow their mm. scroll, and say, "What is Lindsay? What is Lindsay so courageously showing up to teach me?" Mm. Right. And I think that there's an opportunity for women of all. Um, see, we're all the same. Is what I'm trying to say. We're all the same, right? But you're just showing up with a complete unfilter. Oh yeah. No, zero filter. Filter got stripped off a few years ago and it just somehow keeps getting like pulled off even more, which I didn't think was possible. I'm like, oh, there was more to go there. So is it possible that a woman who follows me and who is like, yes, like uh, maybe they're, you, cause here's a, here's an example of opposites. I'm, I'm an ambassador for a hair removal device. <laughs> And you're all about free, normalize the hair. Can a woman want to have smooth, a smooth Brazilian bikini and also follow you and love that too? Like, is that, can you do both? Absolutely. So again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier in the conversation where it's not about what you do. It's what's your intention behind it and how is it, are you beholden to that? Mm -hmm. Or is it something that you're able to, to do or not do just because you enjoy it, just because you love the way that it makes you feel? Or are you doing it for someone else or someone else's perception of yourself? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm challenging. It's not whether or not you shave or not, or you wax or not, or you dye your hair or not. Like, I don't give a shit what you do with your body. It's your body. Like own it, do what you want to do with it but be so divinely connected to your truth and authenticity that you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for anybody else. Okay. I hope that this podcast episode gives people who would maybe typically, maybe just not find you just in terms of just mm. found you yet or have scrolled past you and be like, Oh my God, what, what am I, what do I, what do I think about this to say, okay, here we go. Let's dive a little deeper. Right. Mm. And it's also, there's, sorry to cut you off. It's that, that discomfort is something that I talk about a lot. Like there are, I know that there are people that, that are engaging with my feed that feel so incredibly uncomfortable with a lot of what I post, but there's so much power in being able to sit with discomfort mm -hmm. and really ask yourself, 
why am I feeling this way? Where is this coming from? And what is the root of this feeling? Is it actually my truth? Is it a true value that I hold? Or is it something that I've maybe adopted from the society that I grew up, the systemic beliefs that have been passed on to me, or family beliefs that have been passed on to me? Or is this something that I can work through and dismantle so that I can be in a space where I don't feel like I need to pass judgment and I can celebrate people in their truth and maybe dive a little deeper into a connection with myself? Yeah, so I guess like this is a huge message is before we react to anything, like let's be like, wait a second, what is happening here? Mm. What am I seeing? What am I experiencing? What is what is causing some emotion? Let's look at that because that should be interesting and an invitation mm. to lean in and to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've actually had like quite a number of people who have gone through the process of like following me and then unfollowing me and then coming back and doing that a few times and saying like, oh, I had to leave, but I knew that there was something that I had to come back for. I knew that there was more learning and unpacking that I had to do. So I keep coming back to you, even though you make my skin crawl. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really refreshing to me though, that there are individuals that are, are strong enough to do that, to recognize the discomfort and give themselves permission to take breaks. Cause it is important to take breaks. You don't have to be like actively growing all of the time. No, we're allowed to slow down. We're allowed to just be, that is being in the divine feminine. So much value in that. But the people that keep coming back and actually grow through it are like, oh, some of my favorites, like big props to them. And the thing is, is that I know that I know personally of a lot of people that are like, Lindsay, oh, Lindsay. (laughs) And I think it's like, this is so, so powerful because I think, you know, just on Instagram, the Instagram world, okay, there's a, people are like, okay, I want to have a pretty aesthetic and I want to have the perfect Mm. outfit and perfect house and this and this and the perfect, perfect, perfect. And it's like, guess what? What do you do with those accounts? You scroll right past them because it's not interesting, Mm. right? But as soon as you shake things up a little bit and, and like you've obviously taken off the filter completely, like like you just And my clothes. And your clothes. And, uh, you know, and you've let people in, in a beautiful way that works for you. But I think for everyone who's listening, who's like, how do I get, how do I find my peeps? Like, how do I really connect with people online? They have to, you, you tell them, like, what do you think that they need to do? Well, you have to stop doing it kind of for them. Like, yes, you, you can have the intention of reaching people and growing with people, but when it comes to sharing, like connect into your heart space and, and really get clear on your message and what you want to share and what you're feeling and let whatever that is shine. It doesn't need to be a perfect picture. It, and I, this is, I'm also a photographer, so like coming from the photographer point of view, as much as I would love to have a perfectly curated feed as like anybody does, there is value in the moments that are raw and that are real and that people feel that they can emulate that or that they've been there too. Yeah. Like I'm going to stop if I see a picture that's a little bit messy or maybe somebody's crying or they're showing their stretch marks or their cellulite or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I pause and I'm like, I feel you. I am you versus the like curated, perfect, not that there's anything wrong with it, but that image where I don't, 
I feel so incredibly disconnected from that a lot of the times. I may have that like, oh, I want that. Oh, that would be nice. But I can only get so far on that. Oh, well, I'd love to emulate that too. So it's like, yeah, if, if you can like mix in the truth of who you are and like bring more of that to the forefront, not just in what you're writing, but also in your images, you will connect on a much deeper level. And when you can connect to somebody on a deep level, when you can be in that space where even virtually you're like, I see you, I am you, I'm with you, you will create long lasting connections and relationships with the people who follow you forever. So it's, I mean, I did a post yesterday, I think it was where I was so tired of how I've been censored on social media for what I share, not just physically what I'm sharing in the images, but also the the words that I'm sharing. The fact that I use cannabis openly and share about that is like apparently a huge friggin' deal. And like the fact that I talk about sexuality and empowered sexuality as a woman, so much of my stuff is censored and pulled away from those who are out there seeking something like this. And it's, it is frustrating. It is humbling, but the amount of messages that flooded my inbox and flooded that post from people who have been following me for weeks and people who have been following me for years and been through the entire evolution was so moving and, and um, it just, it just fueled that fire within me even more because I know even if my numbers can't grow (laughs) right now or potentially ever, I still have committed, amazing, wonderful people who are in it with me forever, who get what it is that I'm doing, who are so like thrilled that they have someone in the world or that they feel that they have someone in the world who gets them and who sees them and who is like pushing them lovingly outside of their comfort zone by just being loud and being out there. So just everyone yeah. who's listening, go follow Lindsay right now. Okay. <laughs> go follow her. The link will be in the bio. Um, well, go follow her. Okay. So Linz, like, I know that when I receive a message from a little troll <laughs> or, or a comment or I trigger someone, I know, I, I personally know that I'm taking that as an indication that I'm doing something right. Yep. So the fact that you receive these at a much higher percentage than I do, I'm sure, because, because you're speaking just so raw, right? I think like to everyone who's listening, like when you come out a little bit more boldly, when you're speaking your truth, I used the words your truth the other day, which totally triggered someone. And I got these inboxes saying, what do you mean by that? And I was like, I don't, what's real to you? I don't, and I was, it was interesting because I actually leaned into that conversation. I'm like, okay, you and I, so let's, let's talk about this. What, what did you think when I said your truth? Right. And she said, um, I, I'm just sick of this hyper, what's the word? Hyperbole, hyperbole. I'm sick of the hyperbole that, you know, women are saying, speak your truth. And then other women are taking that completely out of context. I'm like, okay, let's talk about what does that look like? And mm. so she was um, a, a teacher, an educator for like young teenage girls who, of course, I, when I was at that, that age, I was like, <laughs> like, well, like my truth at that age, like, good Lord, right? 
<laughs> so that was just triggering to, to her in that moment who she's working with. Right. But it's, just, it's funny because at the same time, I would think, why would we not want teens speaking their truth though? Why would we not want to prevent an in, or create an environment for them that they can let it all out? Because if you remember being a teenager, there's a lot there's a whole lot of conflicting things and feelings and emotions and pressure. So if you can create a safe space for you to speak your truth, even if your truth is messy and disgusting and awkward and vile <laughs> and filled with curse words and whatever it is, great. Let's make a safe space for you to do that. So it's not all bottled up and you're not doing things that are potentially toxic or harmful with that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Safe space to speak your truth, even when it's not the truth. <laughs> even when it's just a hot mess. Hot. Even when you're like actively figuring out your truth. I don't, I don't know. I don't know any of this, but this is what I'm feeling right now. Like what, what I knew to be like is something that I felt a value or felt strongly of five, 10 years ago is, is evolved. Oh, for sure. And I sure hope that we all can let that, let that happen, right? Otherwise, we're not growing, I think. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, I know we've been on, on here for a while. I, I could definitely talk to you much longer. I, I hope that we do. But one thing that I really want to close this with, um, and, it's, and to be totally um, transparent, it's been an area that I've been str struggling through just more recently. And I thought that I grew through it. I thought that I learned it, but it's just some, someone in some situation just recently came up and I'm like, oh, you didn't learn it yet, girl. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's basically this, and you are the person to talk to about this, that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Mm. That even with the absolute best intentions in the world, people are still gonna poke holes and flaws and, and question your intentions even when mm. you're they're pure and good and you just want good stuff to happen, right? Mm. So how can you give me slash everyone else advice on like how to deal with not, not getting that, that star of approval from someone mm. and being it's, unbothered by it? It's interesting. I, I feel like a really good example to use is like my mom is not my biggest fan. She is like polar opposite. Like we're, she's not thrilled with what her child is doing. And for a lot of us, for most of us, I, I would say all of us, but that's not fair. But majority of us have this really deep need for approval from our mother, like this visceral need to be seen and be heard and validated in what we're doing. Just have that like, oh, I'm so proud of you moment from our mom. And that's something that I've struggled with for a long time because I, I know the more that I step into my truth and the work that I feel that I'm called here to do, the further and further and further away I will get from ever receiving approval from my, from my mom. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we can't please everyone. And we're never going to please everyone because if you're pleasing everyone, well, then you are a shady bitch. <laughs> you're not. You are saying a thousand different things to a thousand different people. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> that right there. If everyone likes you, you're a shady bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but really. That's so. Takeaway, guys. <laughs> there's the quote there's the quotable for the week 
but you can't like you you would have to become a chameleon to do that and so if you can be in a space where you can accept that not everybody's going to necessarily agree with you or they may not actually like you they may very well hate what you're doing or what you stand for if you can create such a deep connection with yourself and such a deep connection with something outside of yourself or something within yourself whether it's the divine universe god creator etc it doesn't matter if you have that really um rock solid belief in yourself and in what you're doing and you do take those moments of when you're met with that that criticism give yourself permission to like lean into that a little bit because again we've talked about the power of sitting in discomfort yeah. and sit with it and say like is is this true for me? Is there something that I need to learn from this? Maybe it's a moment that I can offer um, an opportunity for learning some tact in the way that I'm delivering something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's shifting my, my perception or my language in a way that I can reach a larger audience. I'm still saying the same things. I'm still showing up in my truth, but maybe I'm doing it in a way that is a little more inclusive. So example of a lot of the times when you see me write the word woman, it is always with an X. And the reason that I'm always writing it with an X instead of an EN is because I'm making sure that I'm using language that's inclusive for those who maybe don't identify as a female who are non-binary or who are transgendered so I want to make sure that my message can reach everyone who is in this space that they can benefit from it was I doing that before no I wasn't did I have somebody send me a message about it and be like I don't know if you should be doing that maybe you should change your language absolutely that's a moment where I could have gotten really defensive and been like oh you're just attacking me and I feel really hurt about this or I could pause lean into this discomfort a little bit and say okay well is there something that I can gain from this even if that person did not have the kindest way of going about broaching the subject I can be like well they could have been nicer about that However, this 20% this truth or this 10% truth is something that I can bring into my life and that I can apply and do it in a way that's actually going to benefit and reach more people. So um, I don't remember who says it, but um, everyone's got an inner critic, right? Like we all have that voice that's inside of us that like nitpicks us, that gets really, really loud uh, the few days before our period starts. It gets like... Echo chamber loud. And we do, so on Momgasm podcast, we have done a few episodes about this, but the one that we did with, um, oh, I'm going to totally blank on their names, Sanjay and, oh, I'm so terrible that I'm forgetting this right now, but they're the... Yeah, they're, they're the writers of the book Wild Power, which if you haven't read Wild, Wild Power and you have a uterus, please read it. So good. So much information. But they talk about the inner critic and, and um, how everything that the inner critic says, there's 10% of truth in it. So if we can kind of apply that idea is, and think maybe there is 10% of truth in all of the criticism that I'm, I'm receiving maybe it's an opportunity for me to continue to grow and stretch. Sure, some people are just being triggered and, and aren't ready to grow and they feel like they need to take you down because if I take you down, then I'm validated in my hurt and in my pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So recognizing that, realizing that you're a mirror for these people and not everybody's going to get it, and then pausing and saying, well, okay, well, is there 10% here? Is there 10% that I can apply and that I can use and that I can grow through so that everybody is having an experience of growth through 
my journey of experiencing and sharing online. That was a very long-winded way of, of oh. saying, like, be so, deeply connected to your truth, be deeply connected to your truth, be deeply connected to yourself, um, stand in that truth, and then be open to growing through the criticism that you receive, though only 10% is probably going to be beneficial. A lot of it is just noise and garbage. Oh my God. Oh my God. You just home run. Like it's so good, but I, you just created a shift for me. You really, okay. you really did. It's like, it's just, I, I don't need her approval. Maybe I do. Cause I'm still thinking about it. And it's just like this whole little, yeah. this whole little dance, but it's like, yeah, it, if everyone likes you, you're probably a shady bitch. <laughs> There's, there's also um, I, a really good thought that I've been, been I don't want to say wrestling with, but that I've been chewing on lately is we love to be like the one and done person. Like we love to, to kind of meet that challenge head on, grow through it. And now I'm done with it forever. Mm. It's not linear. It's never linear. Everything that we do is cyclical. So it's kind of like a spiral staircase. I think it was my business partner, Sarah's husband that, that wrote up a quote about this specifically. He had this revelation where he kind of used the reference of a spiral staircase where it's like every time you go around the bend, you're going to meet that same growth point again, that opportunity to face that challenge. And you have that moment of like, didn't I, didn't I already do this? Didn't we like get through this hump? I don't understand. But if you look down the staircase, you're looking at the same thing, but it's a new vantage point. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to keep meeting it again and again as you go up this staircase. Mm -hmm. um, and there is no top because we never stop growing. Yes. It's like, hello, old friends. I have <laughs> wisdom now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New, new perspective, more wisdom, maybe a softened heart so you can be a little more receptive. Yeah. Totally. Beautiful. Lindsay, thank you so much. Thank you for, thank you for sharing your journey. And I, you know, my speaking on behalf of myself and, you know, women who definitely, definitely live a more filtered perception on, on social media. Mm. It's, it's, <laughs> there's, there's a filter or two <laughs> or five, maybe, maybe or five. five. <laughs> you know, but, you know, speaking from that to be able to both really value each other and mm. our journey and our growth, because we're, we're the same. We're, Absolutely. And I really appreciate you for the work that you do and for being on this podcast and for Thanks our for having me. It, Thanks it, for having me. This has been, this has been great. It, it felt really good to like catch up with you and, and kind of do, do what we do best. Thanks. Amazing. <laughs> Well, let's wrap up this podcast, but don't go anywhere because I have a few more things to chat with you about offline. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Ooh. What will they say? Can't wait to hear what you guys thought of this episode. Please give Lindsay a shout out on Instagram, Lindsay Umla RHN. I also put the link in the show notes and let me know if you love this and if you want more of this and um, let's get ready for this next season. I have lots of good things in store for us, lots of ideas and also just continuing to, to support you and to empower you during this time and always. 
if you guys need absolutely anything, don't hesitate to reach out, send me a DM, and I'll do my best to support you with the resources that I have. Talk soon.